Welcome to the Concierge Weight Loss Podcast, where I empower you to achieve your weight loss goals and live a healthier, happier life. I'm your host, Kara Hackelman, a dedicated weight loss coach and advocate for positive change. Join me as we dive into insightful conversations, expert tips, and inspiring stories to help you transform your relationship with food and your body. Get ready to embark on a journey of self-discovery and sustainable weight loss. And don't forget to stick around until the end for a special call to action that can kickstart your transformation. Let's get started. Hello, I am so excited. I have Missy Wokash. I got to learn how to say that name because it has more letters than I would have pronounced correctly myself, but I got it right, right, Missy? I got it. Yes, you do. Good job. Great, great. Yep. And she is Calm the Chaos. So I'm going to let her tell about her. She's a life coach and I want to make sure I get the wording right for it. So I just want to hear how would you tell people who you are, what you do? Well, I work with, I consider myself a midlife transition coach that I work with women who are in the sandwich generation because there's so many transitions that happen. Um, So between raising kids and aging parents and holding down a career, you're pulled in a lot of different directions and have, um, you're so good at taking care of other people that it's easy to fall into the trap of not taking care of yourself. And so that's what I want to do is help women include themselves into their, their world of who they take care of and that, and not to always cut themselves short and not take care of themselves while they're taking care of other people. Cause you shouldn't, you're just as important and just as worthy as everybody else. And so, um, I guess I, my little history on how I got here is I, um, I live, I've been in this sandwich generation for probably hmm, close to 10 years already. And I'm not out, uh, it started when my kids were in probably middle school, early high school, when my parents were started to get sick. I had, um, elder, much older parents than all my friends. And then they unfortunately passed away after a very full life, but yet lots of turbulence with all of that while I was an employee. And then now, um, I've had a year or two respite and my kids are grown. And so now I have, uh, adult children who are doing the weddings and grandchildren and all of that kind of stuff. And I'm dealing with my in-laws and I'm self-employed. And so I, I feel like it's kind of evolving and then also kind of creeping down the throat of retirement. So trying to look further ahead for myself while still juggling everything that's going on right now. So just for clarity, sandwich generation means you're sandwiched between taking care of your parents and your children. Right. Or your in-laws. Or your in-laws. Yeah. I mean, just aging adults, you know, you have, there's kind of a role reversal that happens there where you kind of end up kind of parenting them as they need help. Mm -hmm. Um, And then it's an evolution with your kids to let go of how much involved you are with your kids as they mature as well. So everything is kind of Eva, all your relationships are evolving, your health as well as your parents' health is evolving. Um, And so, yeah, there's a lot of dynamics that happen during this time of life. 
that nobody really tells us. You just get thrown into it. Yeah. So I work with weight loss um, clients. And so women who, of course, are taking care of everybody else. Mm -hmm. And I like to talk to them about making themselves a priority. And I get a lot of kickback because they're like, no, you don't understand. Mm -hmm. Like everybody needs me. There is not time for my weight loss or my needs or whatever it is. And so I try to tell them to put themselves amongst their priorities because on a given day, maybe your infant is a higher priority than you taking a shower, but amongst the priorities is important. And I, I have on my brain, as I'm saying this, there was a lady I spoke to the other day. It was like 4.30 in the afternoon. And she was yet to have had anything other than her morning coffee, no water, no food. And I asked her like, would you have told your kids, oh, you'll get around to getting dinner tonight. Mm-hmm. And she, cause her kids are grown. She's like, yeah. of course not. I'm like, why are you not doing that for yourself? Exactly. So is that the kind of priorities that you're talking about? Exactly. Exactly. It's, I mean, and weight loss could be one thing, or it could be their peace of mind. It could be their finances because okay. everyone is pulling from their financial pool. Um, mm. it, you know, it's a time is a big thing. Energy is a big thing. Focus, um, you know, priorities they need to, and communication because there's what I find with women in this, similar to what you were saying, it's like, they don't want to add one more thing to their plate. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean that you have to add. I think a lot of people envision it taking care of themselves as a big deal, like all or nothing thinking, like if I'm not going to lose 20 pounds, I'm not even going to try. Mm-hmm. Or if I can't, um, you know, make a million dollars at my job, then I'm just going to stay at this career. That's unfulfilling, you know, and they, it doesn't have to be major changes. What I help my clients with is making small changes. You know, it starts out with little things like how you talk to yourself or um, even it doesn't have to take extra time, even in the things that you're already doing like you're going to brush your teeth, right? So do you have to like really go through it really fast and rip your mouth apart? Or can you just be slower and maybe take an extra minute to floss? Mm -hmm. Or when you're brushing your hair, do you have to yank your hair out? Or can you just comb it nicely? Like you would a child, it's not going to take you any extra time. It's just a little extra focus on you and caring for you. Mm -hmm. Um, and doing things that make you happy. If you want to light a candle that smells really good, don't save it for some special occasion, Mm -hmm. light the candle. Yeah. Um, you know, stop, put a picture on your phone of something that you enjoy. You know, I have a picture of my dog on my phone because it just makes me smile when I look at it. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it doesn't have to be going to a spa for a weekend in Europe to take care of yourself. And I think when people are overwhelmed, they just assume that it's going to be hard work or time intensive or a lot of money, and it doesn't have to cost you anything or take any extra time. It just needs a little extra focus 
on you, on that you matter, you're okay, you like you, and you're going to treat yourself like you would your best friend. We, the way we talk to ourselves, the way we treat ourselves are like the bottom of the barrel. And no wonder we feel like crap because we talk to ourselves like that and treat ourselves worse than we would ever treat anyone else in our lives. So I just like to start with the at the very bottom. Let's just start with what's the easiest thing that you can do that you already do that would make you feel better. So I'm I'm hearing you and like I I am I take fairly good care of myself, I would say. I mean, we always could find some inspiration here to like, you know, bump it up maybe a bit, but hearing you talk about being able to just take a minute and brush your hair kind of lovingly or brush your teeth with, you know, some focus of care, not to rush through, but to maybe even make that your European spa day for the one minute Mm -hmm. that you're brushing your hair or your teeth a little bit longer. Mm Mm-hmm. That just, it almost like tugs my heart to think of someone who, who that's what their day-to-day looks like. And I, I mean, I'm a mom, so I remember going without showers before, but For sure. yeah, what, um, what would be some telltale? Cause like, I think when you're in it, you don't always see it. So like, what would be some telltale signs that maybe you're becoming physically or even emotionally drained? Well, I think you have to start, you have to start to kind of take a little inventory of your day or your thoughts or your feelings. Like, um, back when I was really in the thick of it, um, and so miserable, um, when I started to pay attention, like when I lay down, when I fall into bed at night, I would just go, Oh God, what a day, what you know, and after noticing, saying the same thing for five, 10, 30 days in a row, I kind of got fed up with like, you know what, I'm miserable. And I don't like this feeling. I don't want to feel like this. I I shouldn't have to be this miserable. Um, And so I guess I got really curious to say, well, what Um, I read a book a long time ago about, oh, I wish I could remember the name about asking questions. Like you're, you're, if you think in questions, ask Mm -hmm. yourself a question. And if you say, why am I so fat? Your brain will answer that. And it will just keep giving you examples on why you're Mm -hmm. overweight. Mm -hmm. Right. But if you ask yourself a better question, like, what could I do differently today? Your brain, especially while you're sleeping, will help answer that for you. And it's amazing. Do you ever wake up in the morning and go, oh, I know exactly how to fix that problem that you were struggling with the day before? Because your brain is always working and it answers the questions that you ask yourself. So if you can ask a better question instead of why, I'm so miserable or why nobody likes me or why I'm overweight or, um, you know, if you start asking, what could I do differently? 
how could I handle, how could I have handled that better? Or asking what and how questions Mm -hmm. rather than why. Why always reinforces where you're at, where a how question or a what question will always, will give you answers that you didn't even realize you were thinking. So with, um, I I was checking out your website and all your stuff before I I knew we were going to talk today. And you have three main categories, weight loss, self-confidence, and finances, Mm -hmm. which I was really interested when you were describing earlier about how like your financial pool is actually being shared between some of the other cares that you're doing. But the one I want to talk about is the confidence because with my clients, my, my audience, the weight loss, um, women, they, they definitely struggle with confidence in their body, in their, uh, like just their self-confidence, not even just their body. So like, what does that confidence, self-confidence struggle look like with the sandwich generation? Oh, I think it's universal. I don't know that it's any different. Um, is it caused other, by different things though? Well, you have different pressures. I mean, you, you're pulled in a lot of different directions and by people that are truly in need, you know, you have kids that don't know how to do this or can't drive or, you know, don't know things that they need you or they're mm-hmm. in danger. You know, they got in a car accident or whatever, like they truly need you because they don't know this stuff. Same with your elderly people. Um, their health is declining. They can't do this. They don't understand. They can't go to the doctor by themselves anymore. Um, so you have these added pressures, um, in addition to work that are, is always people demanding your attention, time and attention. Mm -hmm. Um, but you have these people in your lives that are truly dependent on you and your knowledge, your abilities, um, your time and, or your love, like, I miss you. Oh, will you come and see me? Or, you know, there's, you, there's a lot of emotional drag that you can easily fall into the trap of, well, they need me more than I need me. Like I can always, I'll just lose weight later. Or, you know, if I'll put in overtime to make up for paying for my daughter's wedding or, um, you know, you, you are the only one you have control over, right? So you get to choose where your time and attention goes. And the people that have, um, a, a, they feel like they have to pick and choose, you know, when for self-confidence, like if you don't believe in yourself and that you're worthy of your time and attention, mm-hmm. that, that automatically or indirectly says that they're more important than you are because they can't walk. They can't drive. I, you know, I can drive. Yep. I can talk to the doctor. Yep. I can work overtime. They can't, they're on Medicare. Um, so you, you kind of fall into a trap that you don't need anything because all these other people need more. And it it's not a matter of, it's not a contest of who needs something more than someone mm-hmm. else. Everybody in life, that's what makes the world go round, is we all are in need of something. 
right? And so we just have to choose or, or make a decision or find a way to juggle it all in a way that doesn't make you burn out, you know, spin and burn out. You know, I, I use the analogy often with, with my clients that they're either juggling balls or like spinning plates is maybe a better example. Cause Mm -hmm. there's always some that are faltering. Some are spinning really good and some are faltering and some are just fallen and broken. And generally it's our own plates that we let fall and break because we know that that would even like kind of that proof that like, I, I'm not doing it well enough, or I don't know how to make a decision for everybody might be some confidence type issue, Mm -hmm. or I'm not making the right decisions for people. And then especially the part, like you keep telling me like it, they stop even putting themselves making decisions for them in there. Right. Right. And they, another thing that they, I noticed with myself when I have a lot of, cause now my in-laws are really kicking up the heat right now, um, is whenever you're in deep, I mean, cause some people need more attention at different yeah. times. You know, it's just a fact, just yeah. like life, you know, sometimes some people need more love and attention, but I, when I gave all that time and attention in one direction, all I could think of is what I wasn't doing over here. You know, it's like, we, we don't give ourselves credit for what we are doing and that we chose this for the right reason that this is important right now. And that it's okay to not give a hundred percent attention to everything, mm-hmm. you know, instead of giving myself the love and support that I am where I need to be. I would beat myself up or, I mean, I had to work to not beat myself up for the other things that I wasn't taking care of. Mm-hmm. And you, it's like, you're always focusing on, on what you can't have or where you can't be instead of building yourself up. Like, yeah, I am here. I choose to be here and I'm good at this. And I will get back to that when I'm done here. You know, I, I do that with the client with, uh, when I start working with somebody new, one of the first things is I talk to them about, um, gratitude and gratitude, finding it because they don't, they'll, they'll get really good at like being thankful or complimentary to other people and Mm -hmm. things outside of them. And they can't do it for them. But if you continue doing it outside of you, and then when you start practicing for yourself, it's going to feel a little awkward, but like, you'll, you'll figure out how to do that kind of a thing. And so I, I bring that up because as you were saying, um, focusing on what you aren't doing and what you're not doing right. And what you can't do. And the choices that you make, like it, when you focus on what I like to say, um, figure out how to say yes. So it kind of is like the questions that you were saying in the beginning, mm-hmm. figure out how to make it an, a yes answer. So like, what yeah. am I doing? Right? Yes, you are. You are doing this, this, and this, right? right. There's still some things I'm not doing right, but I am doing all these things right. Or right. if it's weight loss, like 
you know, I haven't lost weight this week. Well, we're not focusing on that. What did you do? Right. Like I am capable of my water and my sleep, or I am doing, you know, like I I took a shower. (laughs) Look, I go back to that. Some days that's all you get. Yeah. I got out of bed today. I even have clean clothes on, you know, brushed my teeth and everything and and, and ripped some floss through there for a second. But um, yeah, that, that try to get it so that it's affirmative that yes, I did do this. And it is finding that gratitude, whether it's outside of you or in you and, and, Mm -hmm. and look towards what is going on and what is going right. And I could see even too, as you were talking, like I would want them to be able to see that they're creating all that. So not just mm-hmm. that they're responsible in a don't, don't, don't kind of way, you know, but like responsible, like, look what you created. You right. made everybody fed today. You were right. capable of keeping everyone alive. Right. And that is an amazing feat. Right. Well, and a lot of it, I think is, is your attitude towards, you're going to do the same work anyway, Right. But if you choose to feel like you're just responding to everybody else's Mm. urgency, like you're the victim, like poor me, I don't have a choice. I have to do this. And then I got to take care of my mother. And then I have to take my kids to school. And then I, you know, you're giving away all your power and authority. Like you're just the victim of your own life and all the circumstances in it. But really it's a choice. Like you don't have to take your kids to school. Mm-hmm. They can find another way. They can stay home. It, I mean, it's a choice that you're choosing to do this. And if you can turn your story around to be that you chose this, I'm I'm choosing to take care of my or go to my mother-in-law's doctor's appointment because she needs me and I'm good at this. And she's so worried about what he's going to say or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but to to quit being the Eeyore, I call it from mm-hmm. Winnie the Pooh. Everything's like, oh, poor me. Here yeah. we go. And to like, yeah, I can do this. And I choose if you choose or you decide to, you know, only do, and this takes practice. Mm-hmm. Sounds easy. But I help my clients decide and to say yes, like you say, like, yes, I will do that because I want to, because I choose, I might not want to, but I choose to, or I you know, I choose to do this instead of that. Have Um, you heard the story? And I'm sure you have, because we're in the same pools of uh, business and coaching people about the, um, the story about like, you may not want to clean the toilet, but you're so happy that you did. And you don't want what happens if you don't clean the toilet even more than not wanting to clean the toilet. So you go ahead and clean the toilet and then you're happy with the results. Or like changing a diaper. Yeah. Oh, Nobody yeah. wants to change a dirty diaper. Yeah. But we do it. We do it anyway. Yeah. Um, and you choose to do it. You don't have to. Or actually, we kind of want to change the dirty mm-hmm. diaper. We just don't like to. Yeah, we don't like to. Well, and I don't want to. I don't, you know, if there's any other option around, like my yeah. husband, he's like, yeah, nope, take it over, whatever. Yeah. Oh, nobody wants to do a lot of things, but some things we choose to, or just decide that we're willing to do it, but then you have to take ownership that you chose this and that it's not mm -hmm. out of your control. You know, no is an option. So no is a complete sentence. It is. 
Uh, Okay. My brain scrolled off again. When you said that I had to get really, this is just going to be another, I keep saying my podcast interviews are turning into girlfriend gab sessions. (laughs) So I had to get really good at taking um, compliments as I've lost weight. Mm-hmm. And instead of giving an excuse of why I'm actually not there yet, or I'm not good enough mm-hmm. yet, I challenged myself to just say, thank you mm-hmm. and just accept it. Whatever right. I want to do with it later is mine, but right. I stopped that diminishing it. Right. And then the no, that no part, just no is an answer. Mm-hmm. Um, no. And sometimes if I'm feeling generous, I'll say, no, thank you. And so, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, we it's had an option. Week, uh, we had a week one time, and I think it was the week of no's. We got a oh. dinner invite, and I said, uh, no, I don't care for that place. And like, that was all I said. I didn't even offer, like, if you change your mind. I just said, no, I'm not available. No, I don't want to. No. Yeah. And like, I got to where it started to just be, that's a no. And my husband, he's like, can you switch how you're saying that? Because that's a no does not sound polite. And so right. I would just say, no, thank you. And so it was a week of like, I like to be able to say yes, like that sounds amazing. We should do that some other time. I feel good about saying it that way, but sure. there was, I know one week where everything was a no. Yeah. And I, I kind of got um, an energy burst from how many times I said no. Right. And to see you, you have to practice that to see that <clears throat> something in our, our subconscious thinks that if we say no, that we're going to let somebody down or that there's Mm. going to be a repercussion or that there's, there's consequences to saying no. And until you try it a few times to see that people are like, okay, next, they just move on to that. You know, no, I can't bring cookies to the fundraiser. Okay. I'll call the next person, you know, and, but you have to practice these things to see that you're safe and it's fine and nobody's going to die because mm-hmm. you said no. Mine, mm-hmm. I was really good at things. Mm-hmm. And so I volunteered at church. I volunteered right. at the school. I volunteered. I was a scout leader for 11 years. I was a church youth group leader for, right. oh gosh, I don't know how many years. And so mm-hmm. when I started saying like, what really lights me up? Like mm-hmm. what excites me? What do I look forward to? And this would be really important for anyone listening. What do I dread when it comes time to do? Mm -hmm. And so when I started looking like there's parts of it, I like, can I just do those parts? And if it was not that I could just do that part that lit me up, then I would just say, no, like it served its, it served its purpose for the time I did it. Mm-hmm. And then people would be like, but you're so good at it. Mm-hmm. Well, I had to learn to say, of course yeah. I am, because yeah. anything I do, I do with my whole heart. Right. So I'm going to do it well if I agree to do it. But yeah. by me saying no, it frees mm-hmm. me up to spending my time and energy on things that are really lighting me up right now right. that I'm excited about. And it gives somebody else that opportunity to step in and help out, sure. or I, I can so totally see that healthier. being so much healthier. When I was there back a long time ago, when my kids were smaller, I was in the same thing. I was in, I did Sunday school and I did the confirmation and I was on the football booster and I did, I was everything. I was on the Lake Association. I, I was in everything, running all the time and kids and everything. 
And so I just said no to everything. And I cut it all out. Like one thing at a time was just like, nope, nope, done with that, done with that, done with that, done with that. And then, and it was a, a relief at the time because I had, you know, more and more and more time on my hands. Um, and then I, I found my life was kind of empty and boring, but then I could choose what mm -hmm. to add back in. Um, and, and I'm on to myself now that I, I'm a joiner, you know, I, when I go in, I'm, I'm a joiner. So sure. I'll do that. And I have to be on to myself to say, no, I can only do one thing at a time and let it see how it fits into my life. And then if I have room for more, then I got to wait a while and then I'll consider adding something else. But I'm very selective now on what I say yes to. Um, that's in addition to what I'm currently, you know, we all have full lives anyway, mm -hmm. and it's all a choice. So, you know, there's lots of other people that can make cookies for the bake sale. Yeah. You know? who are much better baking than I am. So. My husband said at one point when our son, we're an empty nester. So like um, our son moved out last summer, he's 23. And when we were in the younger years, that was probably when I was the most involved with everything. Cause I was also a little joiner. Mm -hmm. And he said that he was going to tattoo the word no on my forehead because apparently my lips did not know how to say it. Right. Yeah. I have come so far. We are like kindred spirits here. That's we are. That's yeah. the thing about women. We kind of right. all we have that sisterhood of we have right. some version of sometimes the same story. Well, right. I mean, we were taught, I think a lot of it we were taught on how to be a good mother, a good wife, a good woman. I I mean, my mother was much older than all my friends, but uh, I was raised very traditional that there was women's work and there was men's work. And this is what it means to be a wife and a mother. And, you know, you, um, so it's taken a lot of years of unlearning some of that to realize that I, that wasn't true after the, after all, I think even clarifying it, because mm -hmm. whenever I think about that, like, I wouldn't want to not take care of other people. Like no, but I not at your own to. expense. Right. That's why I mean, clarify. Cause I think yeah. that at my own expense was yeah. like the how part, like right. if you, if you did not take the cookies in or you did mm -hmm. not stop what you were doing to go help somebody, well, how selfish yeah. of that, of you, yeah. you know, of you, that was selfish and now, was a big word in my house when mm -hmm. I was growing up. Don't be selfish. Yeah. Selfish. And if you don't have anything nice to say. Don't say anything at all. And, and even in like religions, people are told always to put everyone else first. And mm -hmm. so that's, again, why I keep talking about amongst your priorities, right. that whole saying that you cannot, you cannot pour from an empty cup. Right. Right. And it doesn't have to be an either, or it can right. be an, and, you know, it, we all can handle multiple things. So why whoever said that we're the one that has to get cut, you know, if we're picking a team, we're not the one that always gets cut. We are as important or more important than all the things that we take care of. Cause if we're not strong, if our cup isn't full, like you say, how can we help all these other people? 
we're just depleting and depleting and depleting and, and our health and our confidence and our finances and everything just gets lower and lower and lower and lower and lower until we say enough. And then you have to build and it's so much harder work to build than it is to just maintain and do even little things. It's not like, it's not like we need a ski vacation in the Alps. Yeah. You know, little things add up. I don't care who you are. If you can find three reasons to smile today, it's going to make your day go better than if you find three reasons why you think people are taking advantage of you and your kindness, you know? So it's just small shifts, change in attention, change in focus, um, putting yourself empowered and, and part of the decision. You're not, you're not a victim to everything else around you and everyone else you are in charge and you just don't know it. Oh, that I love when people kind of start to wrap things up with a wonderful sound bite for me. Like that, <laughs> I couldn't have led you into that one any better. That was great. <laughs> yeah, we are we are going to sound bite that. That has become my new favorite thing is looking for a sound bite. Okay. So that was, was that was the sound bite. Okay, so, good. Missy, on that note, yes. you had uh, a freebie for my listeners. You want to tell them about I that? Do. I have three tips to three things you can do to stop. You can stop doing okay. to calm the chaos. My program is called calm the chaos because I think everyone, or at least I can really relate in that time of life that I felt like my hair was on fire all mm -hmm. the time, just running around without thinking. And you just need to calm things down and just take control, focus, balance. It can all get done and nobody has to suffer. And so, but it starts by cutting out some things. You don't need any more to do. Let's find things that we can cut out, uh, that will make, give you free up some time, energy, brain space, um, and start to calm the, the chaos a little bit. Uh, they can find that at calm.missywokash, W-O-K-A-S-C-H, uh, dot com. All those vowel, all those extra consonants. I know. I, if I, I didn't have I the S, I think a lot of people would maybe sound it out, but so yeah, that yeah. would be me. And, um, you know, I, I would love to help anyone who's dealing with all the being pulled in all these different directions. If, if anyone, I mean, I can help, uh, you have all the weight loss stuff covered, but there's so many other things that happen during this time of life that, you know, my program, I generally, um, kind of follow your lead. And so whatever is on fire each week, certainly in the first few weeks, it might be your job one day and your kid the next day and your finances the next time. And until we can simmer things down a little bit, it it's, we hop all over because it's all part of what's spinning out of control. So, so do you have, I hear that like people are probably most eager to like make change when they feel like they're putting out a fire or they need to put out a fire. But do you have people that come to you kind of proactively or maybe well, they I, have the immediate fire put out and now they're ready to keep the fire out? I, well, there's always fires and we're all good. We're all fire people. 
that yeah. have things going on in all parts of our life. It's just a matter of when it gets out of control or when you're fed up um, is really kind of the defining moment that I've found is like when you've had enough of chasing everybody else and taking care of everybody else and want to include yourself in your story and to take care of your health, your well-being, your happiness, your future, um, to be a better person. You can be a better parent. You can be a better daughter. You can, but it starts by taking care of yourself. Um, so really that's kind of when I, well, I've been getting coached for a hundred years, but, um, every time I go like that, every, yeah, I feel like that, but, um, every time I go back to dig in a little deeper is when I have had it yeah, with something, some part of my life that is like, this has got to change. I am not willing to keep living like this. Well, I love that you are there to support women that it's like, they're there to take care of the kids and they're there to take care of the parents and everyone around them. And then you are there to support and take care of that woman. Right. Yes. I I have so been there. I have, I have been through the gamut. I get it. I know exactly where you're at. Yes. So if you need just a little bit of support and you are listening to this, reach out to Missy because she's been there. She can support you. Calm the chaos. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you have a social media page and that is available for people to come check you out that you've got the freebie that we talked about, but like, tell them just how to get in touch with you on the Facebook page so they can follow your, your content and your amazing stuff. Uh, It's just, uh, it's an open public page for Missy Wokash coaching. So go to Facebook is the main place. Um, and then that will get you a lot of my contacts or you can, um, there's a lot of ways to get in touch with me otherwise, but you can message me. Um, I also have a a private group, um, for calm the chaos as well. If you're interested in more of a private place to voice your concerns or questions, um, that is also an option on Facebook that you can request to join that as well for called Calm the Chaos. And you said you go live on that one, right? So they would actually get to talk with you some, or at least listen to you. I do. Yes. And I'm, I'm in the throes. My, my goal, my next uh, big project is going to be starting a support group of some sort for women in the sandwich generation. I don't know exactly what it's going to look like. If that is going to be on my page. If I'm going to start a new one, I might do meetup. Uh, so stay tuned for more information on that. If you're looking for a, a a place for community of other women in the same situation as you, that we might do some open coaching and sharing of ideas and support of one another. So, so head to the Facebook page, DM her. If that's something you really want to make sure that you get told whenever the support group comes out and it's ready and she'll Mm -hmm. make sure you have that. Missy, yes. thank you for spending some time thank you, with me. Kara. Thank All you. Right. I really enjoy it. All righty. I will see everyone else next week. Thank you. That wraps up another empowering episode of the Concierge Weight Loss Podcast. I hope you found inspiration and actionable insights that will propel you towards your weight loss goals. 
If you're ready to dive deeper and accelerate your progress, don't miss out on our free five-day quick start weight loss course. Head over to coachingkara.com forward slash free course to gain access to a wealth of valuable resources, guidance, and support. The time for change is now, and I'm here to guide you every step of the way. Remember, your transformation starts with a single step. Take that step today and unlock the life you deserve. Stay tuned for our next episode, and remember to keep striving for greatness.